0: hey everybody welcome to the true crime squad i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in crime katie weaver hey katie hello how's it going
1: it's going,
0: yeah. You, do you have your running shoes on? Because this is a busy Wednesday for us here at True Crime Squad.
1: Ooh. It is. I know. I'm excited to dive in. There's a lot going on.
0: There and, is,
1: and it's case updates night, which is my favorite. And we have the right. watch party tonight. And I have. I finished, know. Ooh,
0: a good one. Ooh, I can't wait. So every Wednesday, we well every Wednesday we do uh, a case updates live stream at 7 p.m. Mountain. And you're always invited to that. It is on YouTube and it's on our Facebook page. And we love for people to watch live and chat with us. It's a lot of fun. If you can't watch live, that's awesome too. Please join us either way. But then on the third Wednesday of every month, we do our watch party. So if you're a member of our YouTube channel, we have a subscription over there for $4.99 a month. That gets you the watch party on the third Wednesday of every month. So we synchronistically watch something on Netflix together. We don't stream it, obviously, that would be illegal. What we do stream is a live chat. So Mm -hmm. we all watch the same show together and it's always obviously a true crime something. We watch it together and then it gives us a chance to chat together. It's really a lot of fun. It's the closest thing we get to all being in the same room and we've all talked about how much fun that would be. And maybe someday we'll get to do some of this live. I don't know, but that would be great too. But in the meantime, this is how we do it. So it is tonight. It'll be at 815 Mountain. Um, If you aren't a member, if you haven't uh, joined our YouTube channel subscription, you can do that just by going to True Crime Squad on YouTube. There's a little button that says join. Click on that. It's $4.99 a month. It helps support us in doing everything that we're doing. And then we give you this a uh, really fun time together where we pick something interesting to watch and and to discuss. And then so hang Katie, out together. What, yeah it's really a lot of fun. So what are we watching?
1: So we are watching the confession tapes. This is over of course okay. on Netflix. Uh season two episode two joyride.
0: Ah okay. uh, the
1: confession tapes is a really interesting little series. It only lasted for two seasons. But Mm -hmm. basically they picked cases where there was different techniques of uh, interrogation. Uh, Some really dubious ones, uh, as you'll Mm. see in this one that uh, may have resulted in confessions that were inaccurate or, you know, otherwise, you know, terrorizing people. And, It's really interesting. So I chose this one because it's, uh, if you think you know what's up, you don't. It's pretty wild. So it's The Confession Tapes on Netflix, Season 2, Episode 2. And that'll be at about 8 p.m. Eastern. Well, it will be at 8 p.m. Eastern, or not Eastern. Where am I? 8 p.m. Mountain this evening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if you join, then you get notifications when we, you know, of these scheduled lives, and you can just go right to our YouTube channel and join it, and then you can be a part of the chat. Yeah. So there's no sound. It's just chat. Uh-huh. So sometimes people get confused by that. You have to turn on your own Netflix and watch the show uh-huh. um, and then chat with us. But it is a lot of fun. You don't often get it to is. watch something in a group of true crimers that, you know, um, uh-huh. you get to talk about what you're seeing and share your outrage together that kind of thing yeah
1: and your insights and your did he really just say that and your what do you think's really going on here and it's fun
0: it is it's really fun so we have we will have that you know if you're watching this on a wednesday it's this evening if not then it is a different wednesday evening but um anyway it's the third wednesday of every month so you can always find it on our channel And with that, we have a lot to get into. And so Katie is going to kick us off with a very special missing person spotlight. Yeah.
1: You know, friends, it's one thing when you report on true crime from the outside looking in. Uh, This time we're on the inside looking out, I guess. And uh, it's not a crime that we know of. Uh, We suspect it's not, but it is a missing person. And as we know, when there's a missing person, uh, it puts families in a very helpless position and a desperate position. And we learned uh, late last week that one of our cousins is missing. Uh, His name is Paul Illum. He is the husband of our cousin. Uh, Paul's been a part of our family for close to 30 years. Yeah. And... I'm going to show you some pictures and share a few bits of information. Uh, For all of our Idaho, Utah, and Wyoming friends, this is particularly pertinent that you pay attention to this because as we know, someone has always seen something. Always. Paul is 6'2". He has a buzzed head. He was last heard from on Wednesday, November 8th uh, physically about 10 AM in a phone call with his daughter. The thing to know about Paul is that he has a recent TBI. He was in a really terrifying four-wheeler accident not too long ago that resulted in uh, having to have the top of his skull cap removed to allow for swelling. Uh, He's been going through an incredibly difficult time and on wednesday apparently he had a phone call with one of his daughters where he was quite incoherent and got them worrying he drove from brigham city utah into idaho so i'm going to share a few details there with you Uh, this is an area that you may or may not know but if you live around here you should so there was some camera footage from a gas station that he arrived at a place called Dee's Super Service in Lake Town, Utah at 1.36 PM. He purchased fuel and headed north on Bear Lake Boulevard towards Garden City at 1.46. He passed Mike's Market in Garden City, Utah at 2.02. He passed Minnetonka Market and Cafe in St. Charles, Idaho, and continued north at 2.23. there was also a ping from one of his AirPods in Paris, Idaho, and then we learned last night that the last uh, ping from his car was around 2 45 p.m., and that was on Montpelier Canyon Road. This is an incredibly desolate place. There is very little cell phone service out through here. Uh, mm-hmm. It's likely that he pulled you know, off of Montpelier Canyon Road. At that point, he would not have had cell phone service.
0: No, no coverage out there.
1: No. Now, Montpelier Canyon Road stretches between Idaho and Wyoming into near Star Valley, Wyoming. So that's kind of the area that he's in and or that it's believed that he's in. It has been a week. There have been extensive searches. Scott and I spent the entire day yesterday searching right up to Star Valley, Wyoming. And we didn't uh, go down Montpelier Canyon Road because it was getting late in the day. And I sure wish we had because that information came in a little bit later. But the problem is Montpelier Canyon Road, uh, there's a billion offshoots of that out into-
0: Just wilderness.
1: Yeah, the wilderness. And so it's still going to be an extensive search to try to find Paul. And try to find yep. his car. So if you are a local, if you aren't, if you live in any of these areas or know anyone who does, please reach out to them. Paul's car is a white Honda Accord 2018. The plate is GM8, or I'm sorry, G82MU. If last Wednesday or he any other day, is G six
0: eight two mu.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Sorry, I had to yeah. look le- like my <laughs> focus G-6-8-2-M-U. on G six eight
1: two mu. If <laughs> you or somebody you know thinks that they may have seen Paul that day or any other day, please contact the sheriff. Uh, any sheriff, yeah. it doesn't matter; they'll get you in contact with the right will people. Be able to
0: help you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But that's what we know up to this point. So. uh of course, his uh, family is just frantic. We're all just incredibly concerned. This is is so worrisome. He was not in a good state, and where he is is not not a good place uh, to be,
0: mm-hmm.
1: particularly with the temperatures that we are having. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very concerning. So. Send your best, please. And again, if you live in any of these areas, know anyone who does, please, please pass this information along to them. Somebody saw something. They always have. They just might not know it. So. Yeah. The mic back over to you for our main case.
0: Yes. So there is a potential serial killer who was just on trial in Delaware oh we totally missed this which you know we cannot possibly keep up with everything no keep a pretty close finger on the pulse of serial killer news specifically I'm kind of surprised I missed this but I want to talk about this guy right here this is Keith Gibson Keith Gibson was just um convicted actually two days ago yesterday actually the the jury came back yesterday in the deaths of two people in delaware now he is facing charges for four more in pennsylvania in the philadelphia area and so he is right now being tentatively considered as a serial killer um all of these people were killed in 2001 and um not very far apart in time so uh let me tell you a little bit more about it. The jury only deliberated for about six hours over a two-day period before they found him guilty of the Delaware crimes. He is actually from Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. found him guilty of murder and robbery in the killings of uh, a cell phone store clerk from Ellesmere, Delaware, named Leslie Ruiz Basilio. She was 28. And Wilmington drug dealer Ronald White, who was 42. So he was actually convicted of 25 charges in total. Um, There were four counts of murder, although I think that was because it was different levels of murder. We don't know what he's gonna be sentenced at yet. Um, Attempted murder, 13 counts of possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, four counts of robbery, conspiracy, theft of a motor vehicle and wearing body armor during the commission of a felony. So Keith's thing is to um murder people during robberies. Wow. Um he was also convicted of attempted murder of a um in the robbery and shooting of a Wilmington, Delaware store clerk, Bilal Almansori. Um this was he was so he was also convicted of armed robbery of a drugstore, assault, conspiracy, and gun crimes. So he's facing a mandatory life sentence in delaware uh, but there's no sentencing date for him yet the uh the philadelphia district attorney is just waiting um for this the sentencing because then he has more murder charges for him in philadelphia in the killings of his mother and a philadelphia donut shop owner or no manager and also the deaths of two men found shot in the head at a store in a Philadelphia Germantown neighborhood. Um, and so those are gonna be pursued after, you know, things are done in Delaware. But I mean, there's video surveillance of these of these robberies and shootings. And so that's really what the prosecution relied on really heavily is they actually have video of him committing these crimes. Wow. They also have um, ballistics that link um, the two shootings to each other in Delaware, Ru- Ruiz, Basilio, and Wright, and tied them to a revolver that he actually had in his possession when he was arrested. They also found clothing and other things belonging to him near the cell phone store. And that there were a lot of things that pointed to him as the gunman in this situation besides the surveillance. Uh-huh. Um, his defense didn't really present a defense. Um, it was kind of a Lori Vallow kind of situation. I'm not sure that they really have much of a defense other than cross examining witnesses and trying to point out that there's no DNA or fingerprint evidence linking him to the crimes, which is true, but there's video of him committing them. So that's. So, um, typically seems like enough. It does. So on May 15th of 2021, um, he shot Ruiz Basilio in a Metro PCF store. The video shows him take her to the back of the store and shoot her in the head at point-blank range while oh. she had her arms up. I mean, it's wow. absolutely damning. After he killed her, he then walks out of the store with money and stolen cell phones and drives away in her car. What? Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is some serious psychopath stuff he uh the car was then recovered not far from his house he wasn't really doing anything to avoid being caught um then on June 6th um Almond was shot um he was laying on the floor pretending to be dead um in this in his store when um Gibson shot at him Shot. he'd actually missed him but he was laying on the floor pretending to be shot this kid's just a teenager yeah and so Gibson stole a bunch of stuff and then as he was leaving turned and shot him again in the head Shot at him again shot him once actually um but Almansori survived and did testify at Gibson's trial against him which is amazing that kid is a rock star
1: yeah
0: to have survived um Wow. So that was one day after, so on June 5th of 2021, Wright was killed um, in his Wilmington residence. And that is, um, he was a drug dealer. Gibson killed him and stole his drugs and his money. Um, They actually, police found him with a shoulder bag that uh, Wright was known to carry his drugs in. Like he wasn't even trying not to yep. detect it. I mean, it's wild. So on the same day that Wright was shot, so, so let, let me just give you the dates because this is how quickly this all happened. May 15th was the first shooting. Then June 5th is when he shot and killed Wright. Um, on that same day, Christine Lugo opened um, her Dunkin' Donuts shop in North Philadelphia and was confronted by him. Uh, he pushed her inside, took $300 and shot her in the head. Um, mm. also on surveillance videos, that's June 5th. And then on June 6th, he sued Salman Wow. Um, so he had only been out of prison a very short time. He had been in prison for 13 years for manslaughter, got out in December of 2020 wow yeah
1: he escalated quick
0: he escalated really quickly so then so we have may 15th we have june 5th june 6th and then june 8th was actually when he was arrested so he robbed a rite aid store in wilmington delaware uh the clerk actually gave him a bundle of cash that had a gps tag in it and so police tracked him through that and arrested him um, he was wearing body armor and he was carrying ammunition that was consistent with bullet fragments found at two of the Burke murder scenes. But he had everything on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the revolver that he had used was found nearby. So, scary guy, very, very scary guy. I'm really glad he's been locked up ever since. Yeah this is just you know this is this is one of the things that happened during covid that is just now finally seeing the light of day yeah and so, you know obviously he was jumping across state lines there um committing these crimes but it's you don't see um serial killers whose goal is robbery very often no and they're you know i mean they're calling him a serial killer because You know, he killed people in different situations, you know, um, over a period of time, excuse me, a period of time. And there was obvious escalation that happened. But my God, what a terrifying rampage this dude went on. Yeah. I mean, the good news is he's locked up and he's locked up for good. Delaware has convicted him, which means that they, you know, there will be no matter what else happens, he's never getting out of prison. And Philadelphia will have their chance at him soon. But I just... Man, I feel for the families of these victims. How terrifying! People just trying to do their jobs. Yep. Getting murdered yep. at work and 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 the the young man, the teenager who lived by you know playing dead and and tricking him. Yeah. Even surviving wow. being shot in the head is pretty amazing. Absolutely. But I think Keith Gibson is just a name to be aware of you know yeah and these these are crimes that we know of and then of course you know he had already been in prison for manslaughter prior to this so he has quite a quite a trail left behind him and I'm hoping that at least these convictions are some relief for the victims families knowing that he's never going to get out no and obviously he shouldn't we you know he should never be out in the public again he is not a safe person to
1: no obviously uh, really unfortunate that he got out the first time yeah 13 years yeah and frankly unfortunate that he didn't get caught quicker yeah you
0: know right right so
1: many people died
0: yeah Wow. It's, such a, it's a strange, it's its a strange one. I mean, I know that we're calling mm-hmm. it a serial killer because it kind of, kind of applies. But in a lot of ways it doesn't. I don't know. I don't even know what to call this um, other than terrifying.
1: I'm going to, no, I, I'm going to qualify it as a serial killer uh, event yeah. because he didn't have to kill those people. He had no, means, he, he had weapons. He could have robbed them and left and they could have just true. been robberies. He chose to kill them. He chose That's to push point. them back inside. I mean, he, you know, not that he had to rob them either, but, you know, in all of these cases, he could have done everything else he did and not killed them. That, that was a choice. really good point.
0: Because it wasn't as though he was killing them to keep from being identified. Because he no. was on surveillance the whole time. And and maybe he just didn't realize that. But, I mean, how could you not, not realize
1: that? Yeah,
0: When he had been in prison for 13 years, things have changed a lot. But, I mean, pretty much all you know stores have cameras of course so you would think so yep
1: nope I anyway well, uh I'm good riddance serial killer myself
0: i i agree with you i think that you make an excellent point there and you know good riddance keith gibson burning hell yep and with that uh you're gonna wrap us up with some wtf news I am.
1: I don't even know i i didn't know if i wanted to call this wtf news i mean it's a wtf for sure but uh this is the case that we are going to definitely be paying attention to out of las vegas so i want to show you
0: oh yes
1: this is our victim this is john jonathan lewis jr he was 17 years old uh jonathan went to high school in las vegas and a couple of weeks ago, there last week, there was a fight at his school, outside of his school, after school. Mm-hmm. Some bullies were bullying one of his friends that was a littler guy, and had stolen it sounds like some AirPods and maybe a vape from him mm-hmm. or, or headphones of some sort, and. Jonathan was not a kid to let people beat up on his friends. And I'm guessing he'd had enough of bullying and and his himself and his friends being picked on. And Mm -hmm. so he, they said he took off his clothes. I'm guessing he took off his hoodie or something. Uh, I keep
0: seeing that report and I'm like, what does that mean? Like he didn't like take off all his clothes, right?
1: No, I, this is what I think. And, and this is just my opinion. I'm thinking he probably stripped off a hoodie or, or maybe a hat or a couple of things like that, and, and the reason I say that is because in search warrants, uh, it sounds like the police recovered those items from some of the perpetrators. So oh, I, I think that'll that come is. out at trial. But that's what I'm thinking we're going to hear is that this was, uh, you know, so, some minor items that uh, that he took off. But at any rate, he and he squared up with uh, one person, which quickly turned into ten people who we're talking about high school students who beat Jonathan to death. Oh. Uh, they beat him down to the point that a local uh, bystander saw him on the ground, carried him back to the high school where 911 was called. He was taken to the hospital and was declared brain dead. In fact, his injury was a, something like a, a head injury uh, incompatible with life.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so the police uh, have taken this very seriously. And this was Rancho High School, by the way, in Vegas. And Mm -hmm. so they, the police have now executed nine search warrants yesterday. And they've arrested eight kids eight teenagers, and they are going to arrest two more. How do Mm -hmm. they know? Because per normal with kids this age, there was video.
0: Of course.
1: There was video. Uh, And from that video, they're pretty much able to identify who was involved. And so Mm -hmm. now eight kids are locked up and being charged in the murder of Jonathan, and two more are going to be as soon as they get them Mm -hmm. nailed down. Jonathan's is so family is, sad. yeah, understandably, absolutely devastated and furious. I want to tell you something that his dad said about him. His dad said, He's an aspiring artist, devoted big brother, and a fierce protector of loved ones. We are so grateful for all the love and community support that has poured in for our son and hope that the world will focus on all of that love and compassion as a beacon of hope for human relations and a place recognition upon how much stronger the love and spirit of the community is than the dark moments of violence. They do have a uh, GoFundMe and that GoFundMe is actually eclipsed a hundred thousand dollars. Now I will Mm -hmm. put a link in the show notes. If you want to take a look at it, I noticed this morning Jonathan's dad had posted and said, please know that any Comments on the GoFundMe that emote racism will be immediately deleted. Uh, I feel like his family is doing the very best they can in the darkest of days here. And there
0: have been some really ugly rumors that are not true around mm-hmm. this case. Yeah, around um, the race of the of the uh, kids who beat him to death, which mm-hmm. are not true. No. And around the motivation for this, which is also not true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep,
0: I'm glad that his dad has addressed that because mm-hmm. that's dangerous. Those are dangerous lies to tell.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And but you know, it's one of those cases that the video swept social media, and so lots of assumptions were made, and lots of things were said, and here we are with a. Yeah family, a teenager who will never have another birthday, who will never go to college, who will never have a partner in life, who will never accomplish their dreams. This is what group hatred gets us. This is what this gang mentality, this
0: group mentality
1: gets us. We're seeing this in the United States in adults, right and left. And of course we're seeing it in kids too. And I think that this is just a really good moment for us to pause and ponder what we're involved in, what kind of group mentality can do, mm-hmm. and as parents, make sure that we are really educating our kids on these kinds of situations and how,
0: mm-hmm.
1: are any one of the kids who did this killers on their own? Probably not. Right. But they got swept up in the moment.
0: Somebody that else thought mentality it was okay. that.
1: Mm -hmm. group
0: energy that sometimes takes over
1: yeah someone else thought it was okay so they did too and here we are and so now not only did Jonathan lose his life but we're going to have at least 10 kids here who are going to go to prison they're being charged as adults yeah and they should be because this lack of uh discernment is incredibly concerning just, you know, Jonathan's family deserves justice. Jonathan deserves justice. But how incredibly sad that a dust up over that led to this. So yeah, it's a,
0: it's a tremendous loss
1: per normal. We stand strongly against bullying. We stand against racism and we absolutely stand against all of this, but it's just, yeah, it's wildly sad for, for all of the families involved so sending so much love to jonathan's family and to his friends to everyone else who was affected by this
0: just his school completely i mean yep. violence you know that affects like an entire kid an entire school of kids and teachers yep. and school staff that's tough trauma to come back from
1: yeah yep for sure yep so there you go
0: all right. And with that, just a quick reminder that uh uh tonight, November 15th, if you're listening at this time, uh is the watch party. Um we are watching the confession tapes season two, episode two, joy ride. So uh, you can join that live stream if you are uh, a member on our YouTube channel subscription. And There's still plenty of time to join that. We'll be watching that together and chatting. Uh, sounds like Katie has picked a real doozy for us. I think it's kind of awesome also that you picked one that's got like dubious um, uh, interrogation techniques, considering that uh, this week um, our community is burying Christopher Tapp. who is um a man if you don't know we've talked about him a lot was wrongly convicted of the murder of angie dodge was released and has only been out for a few years and died in a tragic accident just a few days ago but he was um the victim of a coerced confession yeah so we we know exactly how it can happen unfortunately yeah so stick with us um you know we're always back with more we know there are lots of really interesting things happening in the true crime world we've got we've got a lot of messages from all of you recently and we appreciate it Mm -hmm. very much we'll be back with lots more content as you know we always will and we are keeping an eye on some cases that uh, are are playing out right now and i'm sure next week we're going to have a lot to say about all of them so Thank you. for. We always do. Don't we? <laughs> we always have a lot to say about pretty much everything, don't we? I think so. <laughs> well, don't forget to share, comment, like, subscribe. Leave us a, a review where you can. All of those things help us to grow. And thank you all very much for being here. You know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Take care.